Oh, yes. Yes, we are back, and it is playoff time, baby. How excited is everyone playoff. for these NFL playoffs? I'm not This week, I'm not excited. Talk to me <laughs> Yeah, week, I'm waiting for that Falcons game next week in Houston. That's what we're going to be talking about. That's what's going to be lit. The fact that half of these games involve backup quarterbacks is just brutal. NFL, no more fun. No fun league. Yeah. But literally. The college, the college final, that, that is going to be some fun. Uh, this is the fi- this is the final where you just you you just choose an offensive coordinator off the street and see if you can still win. This is this is, that's how you have to challenge yeah, yourself now. Can it be done? Yeah. Um, me and Mark were talking about this yesterday. Lane Kiffin just appears just like an asshole. Like well, I, I would never want to work with him. I mean, he, for him. He's I like, wish Lane Kiffin would come to Georgia Tech. He is the kind of coach. He's got that like. If you're FAU, you must be like thrilled, right? You have this like crazy coach come in. He's like bananas like why wouldn't you want him on your team right he's like a bananas coach doing whatever the fuck he wants like he could bring you some fame and national glory or like nothing could happen right it could be you know roll the dice i think it's like a combo of him being an asshole but also nick saban being an asshole so like there, there wasn't much room for error in that relationship and clearly saban was always going to win so lane said i'm out yeah i'm, I'm going, out of here i'm going south and then the uh Steve Sarkeesian, who's, you know, just the nicest guy in the world, has come to replace him. So. He's also, he this whole season, he has not been allowed to actively coach players. Yeah. He, he's like this backroom analytics guy. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. has to call the plays. And then actually, okay, we'll get to this. Okay. We're getting ahead of, ahead teaser, of this. teaser, teaser, teaser. Yeah. Um, well, let's start with the NFL. Um, we'll, uh, boo. Yeah. We'll, we'll do it by time, because time also indicates how interesting these games are. Let's do our Raiders at Texans minus three and a half, and this is my favorite part about this line. Oh my over, god, the over under. under 36.5. Alright, give me some give me some hot yeah. takes. So, as you know, our loyal listeners, you know our, our uh, lines always get set late, so when Samin sent me this, I was like, this fucking idiot. Not only did he send it an hour before the podcast, but now I gotta fucking fix his fucking typo here. <laughs> Uh, but it's not a joke. Uh, and so I looked at the Texans' schedule. Uh, the Texans haven't topped 30 points this entire season in a single game, um, which is kind of a crazy stat. Uh, but the Raiders have done it six times. Um, it seems to me like this is easy money on the over. Um, I'll be interested to hear what you guys say, but I'll take the over on this game. Interesting. Um, I actually don't agree with you, Hari. And there's a couple of reasons why. Obviously, this Raiders quarterback situation is is rough. But the other thing to remember is if you look at the Texans' last, I believe it was three games, um, they have not been able to put up any points, whether it's Brock Osweiler throwing the ball, whether it's um, uh, Tom Savage throwing the ball. It's just, it's not happening. They had 17 against the Titans, 12 against the Bengals, 21 at home against the Jaguars. Um, So anytime I feel like they've played some semblance of a decent team um they really haven't been able to top like 15 points i think this game comes down to defense i think um both of these defenses are well the texas defense obviously good oakland there's something to be said but cool mac is a monster i think it's like a 17 13 game give me the under on 36 and a half but that's what like that 17 13 is one score away like that's a low scoring game and it's one score away from being the over right like Right, it's like it's so reasonable. Yeah, it's just like, do I see oh. do I see more than three touchdowns in this game? And I just don't. And like, it could be seventeen, thirteen. It could be twenty, sixteen. I mean, like, I just don't. People aren't getting into the end zone in this game. That's just that's my thoughts. Uh, Mark, what are your thoughts? 
Yeah, so I saw this over-under, and to be honest, I, I kind of agree with parts of what you both said, so I'm not going to touch it. I'm actually looking at uh, looking at the spread on this one. And, I mean, so so you think, okay, Houston going as a third-string quarterback um, stacks up pretty well. You know, they're at home. Keep in mind, this is a team that got spanked on national television yes. by a third-string quarterback yes. at New England. So this team is not immune to uh, to folding to inferior quarterback play. Um, Brock Osweiler is going to be coming in with no confidence he got benched at home in front of the same crowd and was actively cheered as he walked off the field. Uh, so you can't think that's a good starting quarterback situation on the other side either. And this is also the team that lost 30-0 to zero at home hosting the playoffs last year. So there's like nothing, no conventional wisdom that should support the Houston line on this one is really there for them. Um, so that being said, I think it's going to swing on a, on a big defense or special teams play. And I'll take the Raiders uh, plus a couple points. I think they got a good chance to come out with a win. Yep, I like that clear wow. That was the other one I was thinking about. Yeah, Har, you just like like Texans fans don't like going to Texans games. Like their fans are really quiet. It's not really like a home playoff game. It's just like an attendance thing, and maybe they're trying to make a little <laughs> different Super Bowl. It's yeah, like I don't disagree that it's going to be like I don't disagree that this is the maybe the least interesting one. I'm looking at Dolphins Steelers and maybe the least interesting game. But this is probably among the least interesting, but like I just don't see how two professional teams in the playoffs don't at minimum score twenty points. That's the here's, thing, right? here's the thing you have to know about Texans fans is I would I like hate listen to uh Houston sports talk radio on the way home from work every day. And people were calling in today suggesting who the next coach of the Houston Texans should be the week that they're hosting a playoff game. So these fans are not behind this team at all. It's it's going to rattle Osweiler, and I can see it getting away from him. Yeah, I agree. Let's go to what Hari deems is the most interesting game of the world ever seen on national television. Dolphins at Steelers minus 10 over under 46. Okay, I just want to get this out there. Full disclosure, you know, I watch a lot of football. I do a podcast, so I'm like I'm like a semi-pro football commentator. Until like approximately 9 p.m. on Sunday night, I did not know the Dolphins had made the playoffs. Like I, it just wasn't even like on my radar that they were making the playoffs. So like, if that, that's a teaser for what I'm gonna pick in this game. I like it. I yeah. like it. <laughs> um, I do remember you like telling that. Also, small retro, Hari the. Uh, the Texans, going by your favorite statistic, are actually 29th in DVOA. I don't know if you saw that. Only yeah, ahead they're, of... they're 29th in DVOA, but they're top, they're top 10 in both rushing and passing defensive DVOA, while the Raiders are like 21st and 28th yeah. in, for passive, in defensive Fair. DVOA. Yeah, their defense also, isn't as good. Right, if there's two great defenses, I'd definitely take Thunder, but it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, sounds good. All right, Dolphins, Steelers, Mark, what you got? Hmm. I got I got a subway sub in my mouth right now. Hold oh on. yeah, this is at Raw All Podcast. Right, this is the podcast. This is what the people pay for. <laughs> in premium, you get the non-subway in the mouth version. Yeah, you eat to go Paul Ten at gmail.com. Send us a PayPal. Put you in that premium version where we're not eating during the podcast. <laughs> a little plug, a little teaser. Teaser, teaser. Anyway, like what's it. the line on this game? We got minus oh, wow, 10. 10. Wow. Over wow. Okay, that's that's a whole lot for a playoff game. Um, I don't really care though. I'm taking the Steelers. Way too many weapons. You got Big Ben throwing to uh, Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell coming out of the backfield. Um, the defense has shown some steady improvement over the course of the year. I think they're the far superior team. And uh, going up against a Dolphins team that doesn't have much playoff experience, I could see them being overwhelmed by the uh, by the atmosphere up there in Pittsburgh. So uh, I don't love to do it. I don't like laying double digit points in the playoffs, but I'll take the Steelers. Okay, I like it. Steelers minus 10. Hari, where are you going with this one? Uh, I think I agree, I agree with that. Uh, I just don't think 
Miami has the weapons, right? Pittsburgh's going to run all over them. Uh, and I I think 10 is a big spread, but not an inconceivable one in this game. Uh, it, could get, uh, it could get really ugly in this one, uh, where they're like benching starters in the, in the fourth quarter kind of game. Yeah, that's fair. I'm actually going to go I, – I, I don't agree – I disagree with anything you guys are saying. I actually really like the um, the under on this game. The weather, which is going to – you know, key to our picking, is going to be uh, 13 degrees with a wind chill in the single digits, um, 30% chance of snow. Uh, last time I checked, it's never gotten that cold ever in Miami, Florida. So uh, give me the under on 46. I do think the Steelers romp them, but I don't see there being a lot of points. It's definitely more of a, a run battle, I feel like, in this game. Oh, yeah, weather, weather, weather. Um, on to a little bit of a better game. Lions at Seahawks, minus 8, over under 43. Um, I'll kick this one off. Uh, you know, Lions coming off a three-game losing streak. The Seahawks have just not looked good, and injuries have obviously tormented them. Tyler Lockett's gone. Earl Thomas is gone. Their offensive line can't block. Um, they just came off a two-point win against the 49ers um, right after losing to the Cardinals at home, which is their only home loss. Um, I actually feel like Matt Stafford keeps this game close. I know he's got the finger problem. Um, they didn't show up big against, uh, against Green Bay, but they've had a history of, of, you know, keeping these games close in the fourth quarter and, uh, maybe with a chance for some fourth quarter comebacks, the Seahawks team just feels like it's in shambles. So, uh, give me the Lions, um, plus eight. Uh, Mark, what you got on this game? Yeah, so, uh, I was going to go with that one, but I picked the Lions last week and, uh, they fucked me, so... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go back there. Um, but that, with that being said, I don't have a whole lot of confidence uh, in the Seahawks team to be able to win by more than a touchdown. Uh, a lot of the injuries you mentioned coming into play. I think. Uh, I think the over under is interesting here. Um, to me, it's actually a bit low at 43. I think. I think in people's mind and what Vegas is gonna play you off of here is people still think like the Seahawks are this incredible defense, and especially without Earl Thomas, like like you mentioned, I don't think they're. Uh, I don't think they're quite as strong as they have been. Um, so I, I could see this one. I'm not saying it's going to be a high scoring game, but th- this could be like, you know, a 28 to 21 game pretty easily, I think. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll actually take the over on 43 and, uh, should be interesting though. It'd be, uh, it'd be pretty neat to, uh, watch Seattle lose. Yeah. I mean, to your point, so they gave up 23 points to the 49ers, 34 to the Cardinals, the Rams, yeah. uh, 38 to the Packers. So their last, um, three of their last four. Have been decently high scoring. That's what I mean. And Detroit's defense hasn't looked great in the last two or three weeks. So we'll take over. I like it. Hari, take us home. What you got on this game? Uh, So I'll just say that, I mean, I'll just add to what Samin said. Like, uh, the the Seahawks aren't that good. And I think you're, and I agree with what Mark says in that, like, the Seahawks that you remember from like three years ago are not the Seahawks. Um, They've only beaten three teams this season by more than eight points. That's the Panthers, the. Uh, Rams and the Eagles. Uh, so they haven't really uh, beaten the best in the NFL. They haven't really covered that spread against anyone else. And they're facing playoff team. Uh, give me Detroit um, to, to to beat the spread. I like it. Lions plus eight. Do we have any faith in this Lions money line? Uh, no. 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 Oh, the Seahawks are going to win well, this I will, game. So I'll tell you that like it's uh, from the betting trends, it looks like a, a lot of the smart money is going for Detroit. I wouldn't say like the money line money, but I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if Detroit wins straight up in Seattle like is there anyone like what scoring play do you envision the Seattle Seahawks having 
What's like give me a play that occurs in that game where they score? Steven Hauschka, forty-three yard field goal. Yeah, right. That's the only one I can. Think of. <laughs> I was gonna like, say no like, so we can hand the ball off to you. Like I can't name a single combination play that would happen in that game where you're like, oh, maybe Russell Wilson, Jimmy Graham. That's yeah, pretty much that or like Russell Wilson scramble, like snap goes over his head, he picks it up, he like dodges three defenders, deep ball to Doug Baldwin. That's yeah, like because a, somehow Doug Baldwin is over. Yeah, somehow like people forget that Doug Baldwin's actually like a pretty decent basketball player or basketball player. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I was just wondering. I obviously, as a Cowboys fan, I have my heart set on uh, the Lions winning just so that we could get them at home in the uh, in the second in the divisional round. But um, I don't see it actually happening. But hey, you never know. Uh, all right, so last one. The most exciting game of the weekend. Sunday night, Giants at Packers minus five over under 44 and a half. Um, this game's going to be awesome. I think Lambo is going to be rocking. Uh, e- Eli is 2-0 and um, at Lambo in the playoffs, which is very impressive. Those are actually both the years that they went on to win the Super Bowl. Um, and the weather is going to be freezing. It's like high of 15, low of 5, wind chill near 0, sunny, um, so no snow. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, son. But uh, I cannot wait for this game. Um, for me, it, it boils down to um, the Giants passing game, or excuse me, Packers passing game against this, uh, this Giants secondary led by Janoris Jenkins. I think Aaron Rodgers is just on a uh, hot streak and... As a Cowboys fan, to be honest, I'd rather face the Giants, so I think the world is going to go against me in this one. Give me the uh, the Packers, plus five. Um, Mark, what you got on this game? Or excuse me, Packers minus five. You got Packers minus five. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this is a couple things to, to unpack here. One, uh, first and foremost, we got another, we got some more boat-related headlines in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, yeah Odell yeah. Beckham, Victor Cruz, and their boys <laughs> going to going down to Miami the week before the playoffs, uh, catching some rays, having some drinks. Yep. Uh, most talked about boats yep. since uh, since the Viking sex cruise a couple years back. So uh, <laughs> Although, similarly on this boat, if you listen to one of the Instagram videos, some of the background says, "I can't do Adderall." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Odell, I see you. So that, that's interesting for a team that struggled to get to the playoffs the last several years. Uh, Odell Beckham's never played in the playoffs. Um, obviously, Eli Manning has a lot of experience. But other than that, this team is relatively inexperienced. I think they're going to go in, obviously, to a hostile environment in Green Bay. Um, it's going to be cold. Um, and I think if they get punched in the mouth, they, they might find themselves uh, in over their heads a little bit. I think Odell will still make a big play because it's a big game, and he, he tends to rise up in those situations. But I think Samin's right. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is just on fire right now. Um, they're clicking on all cylinders at the right time, and I'll uh, I'll take the Packers at home and lay the points. I like it. Packers minus five. Ari, right, where are you at with this game? Uh, so in the uh, so I this is my bet is barring that this super Eli Manning that always shows up doesn't show up right. This like crazy guy who just all of a sudden sees the playoffs and gets in this fucking zone and just monsters through it. So uh, without that happening, um, I agree with you guys. I think Green Bay wins. Uh, here's a crazy set. Do you guys want to guess when the last interception Aaron Rodgers threw was? Oh, man. Um, October. I mid, think mid-October. It, I was going to say against the Cowboys, uh, Mo Claiborne. Uh, yeah, wow, you guys went way back. But yeah, it's actually 11-13 against the Texans. Oh, he had two uh. touchdowns and two interceptions. Since then, he's thrown three touchdowns, two touchdowns, two touchdowns, three touchdowns, four touchdowns, four touchdowns. Uh, he's been just an absolute monster uh, since, essentially, they started this winning streak against the Eagles. So... Um, Eagles getting two shout outs on this podcast. Yeah. Um, he's very good. 
they're they're going to cover. Uh, I'm not really worried about that. Um, but I will say, Samine, this game must have you super spooked because if that uh, Seahawks game goes right, if Seahawks win that game straight up, um, you're going to get one of these two teams, and one of them is a team you can't beat in terms of the Giants, and the other one is Aaron Rodgers, who just looks like he's setting the world on fire. Like that's it. Like I was talking about this, I think last podcast, and this idea that like Dak. Uh, he's a rookie who like has to go in and play, and he's either going to get Eli, who is a Super Bowl champion, or Aaron Rodgers, who is a Super Bowl champion, who like knows how to win in the playoffs. Like that's the kind of stuff I was talking about when I was like, you know, I believe in Dak. I think he's outstanding. I believe in Zeke. I think he's outstanding. It's just like when you have to go up against these like the titans of of NFL, the NFC right now. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I I couldn't agree with you more, and that's actually one of the things I wanted to. Uh to talk about real quick on this podcast before we get to uh, the college game. Hari, as a Falcons fan, who do you, who are you most afraid of uh, playing in either this next round or um, looking at the NFC Championship game? I am, I am afraid of playing this Packers team. I think they're very, very, very good. Um, I obviously am afraid of going to, have not having to play a home game. So uh, I think Cowboys obviously are a worry, but like, the team that doesn't worry me at all that I would love to face is the Seattle Seahawks. Like, I hope they win. So they have to come to the Dome and we could beat them, right? We already essentially had them beat last time if it wasn't for Richard Sherman holding everyone. So, <laughs> right, I have, like, I have no worries that we can beat the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, and I would openly take the spread on that regardless of where it opens uh, for the Falcons. Okay, I like it. Are we going to talk who uh, who I as an Eagles fan would like to play in the playoffs? Um, yeah. Yes. No. Here's here's, here's who would you, if the Eagles got a surprise entry into the playoffs. Who if you get to pick any team you get to play? Who would you want to play? Um. Well, we played most of these teams this I was year. Say, I think you played like all every single. We NFC lost to, to all of them. <laughs> uh, we did beat, Falcons, we beat, beat the Falcons. We beat the Falcons. Uh, we beat the Falcons. So. Um, but I actually like the Falcons in these playoffs. I think, like you said, is if they can stay at home for these two NFC games, like I think they've got a puncher's chance to make the Super Bowl. Like that offense, when everybody's healthy, is out of control. So um, the answer is none of the That's above. That's true. But also, let's remember when we were looking. I, I think I've said this the last three weeks. Like we were looking for four weeks ago when we came off that loss, and everyone's like, "Well, you better shut this fucking program down. It's done. We're over." And then I said, "We have the three easiest weeks coming up." And yeah. Then we went and like. Fuck- monster the last three easiest weeks of the season like we haven't played anyone in like you know since we played kansas city um so i don't know it's like i hopefully the same matt ryan just like locks in and finds everyone or playoff matt ryan will come back and wait everyone in I, I have a um i have a follow-up question um are people sad about the dome closing or is this like is this like a veteran stadium situation in philadelphia where everybody's like yep see ya like Close it. Well, Close I, it. I don't think like the dome is great. I just think the super dome is or super the new dome, not the super dome. The new dome is great, great. It's are, you, are you saying New Orleans is far superior? The super dome's better. No, than I the would never say that. That okay. was a garbage city. It's only <laughs> second in garbageness to Philadelphia. Um, so my thing is they're gonna have a giant bird. They're gonna have a fantasy football lounge, local eateries. You know, how could you not like the stadium? It's also like and also the Falcons will play there. It's also so much <laughs> bigger. Than the dome, like when you look at the it's construction so from an angle, like at the same angle, and you see them side by side, you're just like, this place looks twice as big. I mean, that's the same thing in Houston when you see the Astrodome next to NRG. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh my, why were people impressed by the Astrodome? It's like, it's like a little sand sandbox. Yeah, like, exactly. What's <laughs> going uh, on here? All right, I was just gonna cut on your point about uh, as a Cowboys fan, obviously being worried. I, I am. I don't disagree. I the my best hope would be this is just a super physical pound 
a um, couple of players get hurt maybe uh, whoa, like whoa, whoa, so, whoa, 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 uh, whoa Well, I mean, like, I'll say this much The Packers' secondary is in shambles I think they lost three of their starters uh, last week So, like, the only healthy starter they have is HaHa Clinton Dix um, They don't have a single healthy corner and then the Giants. I mean, if I had to pick, I'd rather take. I'd rather have the Giants at home uh, because I think we're very different from that team that we played it. You know, that played them in Week One. But this game does worry me. So go Lions! Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, on to the game of the week, especially when you put them up in the next these NFL games. Clemson versus Alabama. Roll Tide minus seven over under fifty one. Um, I will kick this one off. This game's gonna be awesome. I cannot wait. That national championship game last year was um, nothing short of spectacular. I think there's gonna be points. I think there's gonna be drama. I think there's gonna be uh, you know big plays, big turnovers. Um, Clemson obviously made a statement against Ohio State, which was awesome to watch. This Alabama team, um, though the scoreline was big, just underwhelmed me. Um, they didn't look that good. Their defense obviously was fantastic, but their offense is to me subpar. Give me Clemson. Um, I think we've been tooting this horn all week, but Clemson on the money. Well, I'll take Clemson with the points, but the bet I'm placing, <laughs> the bet I'm putting my my dollar dollars on is Clemson on this money line. Parlayed with the Cowboys winning, going to the Super Bowl. Wow. Wow. Yep. Okay. Yep. 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 You heard it here first. Uh, Mark, what you got in this game? So, I mean, I think before we get into picking this one, we, we got to talk about a couple subplots. <clears throat> uh, first, first and foremost is um, this uh, this Ben Bulware, um Christian Wilkins uh, crotch grabbing scandal that <laughs> unfolded today. Um, I think I think this uh, this is interesting i would say I, yeah. would, I would say ben bulware's interview about it is probably like top five sports interviews of the last several years i have to know i, I have to go watch this i suggest you read it in it's in its full form um yeah there's... essentially he's super cool with like sexually assaulting players while they're lying on the <laughs> dabbles into it too or whatever and you're like just please stop talking to ben he's like yeah if you don't do this you probably weren't good at football that's it you just you just don't know what it's like to play football that's a silly Which, okay. thing. Okay, I guess I fall into that category. Second, and more relevant probably to the to the game on the field, is this Lane Kiffin thing, which we touched on. I think people are like massively, massively underselling how important this could be. I mean, you're taking a guy from the back office, essentially, and putting him on the sideline in the national championship game, calling yes. plays yes. Um, with a freshman quarterback, like... It's just stacked all kinds of ways against uh, against Alabama's deep or against Alabama's offense. Uh, if they want to win, they're gonna have to get some points out of their defense, I think, uh, which their defense has proven throughout the year that they can definitely do. Um, but with that being said, I I just I think this is Clemson's year. You know, they have a senior quarterback. You have to think um, he's thinking about that game last year. Um, he's gonna want to get some revenge. I think. On the offensive side of the ball, Clemson has by far more weapons than Alabama does. Um, obviously, Alabama's defense um, is going to be a lot to overcome, but I, th- I think Clemson does find a way to pull this one off. Um, I'm going to take the Tigers. I would take it money line. I think they're going to win the game straight up. Um, and if Alabama wins, I have to imagine it's like this weird, like low-scoring defensive uh, type battle. So I'll take the Tigers. It's, uh, I'm excited for this one, though. It's be good. It's gonna be a good game. I cannot wait. Uh, Hari, what are you? What are your thoughts on this game, buddy? So I, you guys heard me last week. I committed the cardinal sin of picking against Nick Saban. Yeah, uh, and Nick did what he what he always does, which is essentially 
let someone maybe score once and just sit on their heads for the rest of the game, which he's done all season. Um, I, I do agree with you guys that Clemson looks really good, but they looked really, really good against an Ohio State team that, like, maybe we saw from, like, the Michigan game and maybe we saw from the Ohio State game that, like, maybe the Big Ten wasn't that good this season. Um, I, I will say that that is vindication for uh, Hari complaining about having to pick the Big Ten all year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. They're just not like right. We went into that Michigan Ohio State game saying like, who have these guys played really? And like we said like Wisconsin, but like okay, well whatever, or Penn State, right? Like, and neither of those like there's nothing there that shows me that like Big Ten football is great. And so Clemson beat up on maybe an an average team, an okay team in, in Ohio State. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, as I said before, Alabama beat a very good Washington team, and I think. What is understated in that win is they just essentially they let Washington score and then like that was it. They Washington didn't like pass midfield. It felt like for that entire game, and it was just Alabama like grinding them down. And while it's not exciting football and it's not like super fun to watch football, it's going to happen this time too. I wouldn't be surprised if Clemson goes up early and then everyone starts saying like that's it, it's over, and then Nick Saban just grinds and just sits on Dabo's head because the big thing in this factor is like Lane Kiffin is gone. But the defense is still there, and the defense is what's won them all these games. Uh, give me Alabama to cover uh, and win another national championship. Uh, at least the positive is we don't have to hear clubs and fans talk about their national championship. Like, shut the hell up. So. Yeah, I mean, I think in a way, like, part of the reason I'm picking Clemson here is, like, it's almost wishful thinking, right? Like, the, at some point, this is just... Yeah, I'll be cheering for Clemson. I yeah. want Clemson to win because here's the thing. If, if Alabama wins again... Like, what, what is all of this? Why do we do this dumb thing, right? Yeah. It's just, right, you just pick Alabama on the money line every time, or you pick Alabama on the spread every time, and they just cover, and you say, like, okay, well, that's cool. Good job, everyone. Um, I don't know. It's just a, just a weird nonsense that I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I want Clemson to win. I want them to blow out Alabama. I hope they beat them 100 to nothing, and I hope it's just a party uh, in Tampa. But, like, I, right, I can face facts. I know what's going to happen. Yeah, fair enough. That's uh, I mean, it's interesting points. I I think hard just to to what you said about Wayne Browning and and Washington and their offense not being able to move. I just think the Deshaun fa- the Deshaun Watson factor is is big enough to to move that immobile force that is the Alabama defense. Um, and he's got big wide receivers on the outside, which is always what gives Alabama trouble. It's what gave them trouble on their first drive against Washington when Austin Pettis went up and snagged that sixteen yard pass. So. I, I don't know. I, I yeah, to your point, maybe it is wishful thinking, but uh, I just hope it's a good game. I think it's all I can ask for. Yeah, I will say there was a huge weakness exposed that Alabama thing, where Alabama keyed in on the run and like couldn't stop slant passes. So if Clemson can do that, like the like Washington did for essentially the whole first quarter of that game. Great, fantastic. Also, I, I mean, uh, let, let's keep in mind that this Alabama team gave up forty three points to Ole Miss. So like, it's not like it's completely infeasible that somebody goes out and hangs a big number on them right now. Like, it's out there. Like, I, I'm not saying that Clemson's going to put up forty three, but what I remember is right. Like, the whole story was that like Leonard Fournette was supposed to be this guy that's supposed to like you know really hurt Alabama because he's an outstanding player who was out there. And then at home, LSU put up like what is it, zero points, right, <laughs> or whatever. They lost 10-0 or 10-3 or whatever. Like, they couldn't they couldn't cut it. So, like, there hasn't been any, like, star athlete that I've seen that's been like, okay, this is the guy that's really going to stop Alabama. Yeah. And, like, never really quite works out, right? They face five-star recruits all the time. It's not like, right, it's the SEC. They face five-star recruits. It's not like, right, Clemson is just the best team in the ACC because they're the only ones with five-star recruits. It's them in Florida State, right? <laughs> 
Yeah, no. Yeah, I, but Georgia Tech is doing really well with two stars. Yeah, yeah. so like yeah. we got five stars. It's, it's a system. It's a it's a system that you just put people in. And everyone, you and I can play in it. It'd be great. <laughs> Maybe that's where we're, you know MBA school, and then we could become uh the, the was it Matt Scove? Yeah. Who, uh, no, who was like terrible? Yeah. Who, who everybody's like, oh my god, he can bench press six hundred pounds. You can also average zero point six yards per carry for an entire not, season. That guy good. was trash. Not good. Not good. Yeah. Um. All right. On to our first segment. Um, oh, we have segments. Yeah. That is gonna get you benched. And uh, for me, though, the NFC East has been fun to watch. But Mr. Kirk Cousins, you really oh. fucked yourself oh. out of some money this no, Sunday. No, but did man. he? Did he? Yes, because I don't think he did. I, I, they had a chance to make the playoffs. Um, they were down thirteen ten. Just got the ball back at home. Uh, needed a score to either tie or go up, and probably win the game. And Kirk Cousins on third down, you idiot, scrambles. <laughs> Throws across his body to the opposite side of the field, gets intercepted, um, resulting in essentially the the Giants being able to kneel out the rest of the clock and go on to win the game. I think he legitimately cost himself at least ten million dollars. Okay, I don't I'll, think I'll he buy gets, ten million. He's still gonna make a hundred million though. I don't know if yeah. he gets the long term deal. I heard I heard he was the guy who's renting the boat to the Giants wide receivers. That's where he was making the money up. Right. I he mean, yeah. Throw you in the sense of we'll rent your boat for ten million dollars. Yeah. Kirk Cousin and your boat rental company that is gonna get you benched, my friend. No, but really, like, what what are the Redskins gonna do if they don't pay him? Um, I just, I think they franchise tag him. I think they franchise tag him one more time and, you know, put the $26 million and then from there it's, I don't, I just don't think he gets the long-term five-year $100 million deal that all these other quarterbacks have got. I mean, Brock Wild, Brock Osweiler got 72 of which 36 that's, was guaranteed. That's why I'm saying he's still going to get paid. I, I just think he cost himself there. Um, and I don't know if he lands himself with the Redskins or if he ends up with like the fucking Cleveland Browns. That's fair. So, Kirk Cousins, that's going to get you I mean, that, that would reunite him and RG3. That'd be great. They could recreate the magic. That's so true. Yeah. Like a place I'd never want to go. Um, Hari, who you got? Who's riding the pine for you? Okay, so I am going to talk about the Bills general manager. Uh, <laughs> and just the Bills organization. What a garbage organization. Uh, first, the GM is on a conference or is in a press conference this week and they ask him, how do you, why did you fire Rex Ryan? And he says, oh, I wasn't privy to that conversation. I don't really know why. <laughs> yeah. Then they follow up by asking, hey, do you know, like, do you agree with the firing of Rex Ryan? He said, oh, I, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it much. Which one is your fucking job, dude? <laughs> then it comes out this week that last week Rex Ryan asked, hey, are we going to be having this conference call next, next year, next season? And the owner unmutes his phone and says, hey, by the way, you're fired. Please pack up your things with your brother. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, which is my favorite firing story of all time. That he just asked, are they going to be meetings next year? And he said, no, not for you. Nah, that's it. You're out. Um, Probably not. The Bills are a fuck disaster. Um, and I don't really know what all is happening uh, in Buffalo. That is a mess. And like, I would like to early bet on them having the worst record for next year I, like i can't imagine anyone who wants to go play there or coach there or anything there yeah and they like um, bench tyrod taylor or there's like hey just don't come to the game we just don't even yeah like. even that they even asked yeah they even asked the gm about that the gm was like i don't really know about that that was out of my hands like hey dude what decisions do you make in this job what is your job here what do you do here and there were a lot of like reporters being like what exactly is explain your job to me and then being like i don't know he tried to explain it, it didn't work uh so Namely, uh, Bill's GM, 
uh, what's his name? Doug Whaley. That's going to get you benched. Also, all y'all go get benched. Just yeah, sit just quietly and think about what you've done. Everyone go, go, go away. Um, go Mark, who's riding the pine this week? So kind of similarly, I don't really have a, uh, I don't really have a specific person. Um, it's more of an organization, but really, I just want to, I just want everybody to blindly speculate where does Roly Poly Chip Kelly end up next? Oh, where where do we go from here? I, Chip Kelly. My favorite rumor of the Chip Kelly story was that he like talked to San Francisco and he's like, "Hey, I've got this Oregon thing. Am I coming back next year?" And they're like, "Yeah, I think so." So he turned down Oregon and they said, "Here, here's a big middle finger, and you're fired." My my, my other favorite thing, and this is all in my head. So he said he said essentially today, like he he won't rule any job out. He's going to evaluate every potential job out there on its individual merit so like i like to picture him as like this like this like friday night lights texas football coach like katie high school running like right running the speed option just yes. like doing crazy things chip kelly like yes. embezzling all kinds of funds from these boosters of high school texas football like, i do I like all that, of that's what that's what i would like to see this happen I'll give you another. I'll give you another thing. Minnesota today said that on their short. So if you've been following the Minnesota skip, what their players said like we're going to transfer out of the school. We have the same head coach. The head coach leaves. Uh, so they have on their target list, which I can't imagine they get any of these coaches. But they have uh, your boy Chip Kelly, uh, your boy Les Miles, oh. and your boy Kevin Sumlin. And they're like, we're we're going to break them. Wait, all. Kevin 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 Sumlin is not available. Yeah, Kevin Sumlin's like <laughs> he's like a coach at a, at a team. No, yeah, at a team, at a real team, not Minnesota, which hasn't done anything relevant in football in, like, never. So um, I hope he ends up in Minnesota is the in that, that question. That's what if I would blindly speculate. I hope he runs a program where everyone has left the program. It's just Chip Kelly by himself yelling out speed option to no one. He's just holding up big signs with pictures of emojis yeah. on it. He's like, Do this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's God, good it, like. I'm not like that. Like I usually don't cheer for people to fail, but like watching that guy go down in flames this year has been like pretty gratifying. I'm sure it's gratifying. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, so. Especially with that, just how his player management is just terrible. But whatever. Um, <laughs> all right, last one. Obscure bet of the week. Um, I will kick this one off. I just put a crazy bet down. Um, Babada beep boop beep boop beep boop. Um, I got Houston. Louisville, Villanova, and Baylor parlay money line. But that isn't my actual obscure bet of the week. My obscure bet of the week is Deshaun Watson to score the first touchdown in the national championship game, eight to one. I uh, that's the, the last I checked. That's what I saw. I like that. I think Clemson does score first um, because Alabama's offense is not so good. So give me a little uh, Deshaun Watson to to score the first touchdown. Um, Hari, what you got? Sunday, Golden Globes. Uh, give me Best Actor in a Motion Picture Drama, Denzel at plus 275. And then give me Best Supporting Actor in any motion picture, Dave Patel in Lion at plus 300. What the what? What? Golden Globes. Dave Patel. What was movie was Denzel in? Denzel was in uh, August Wilson's Fences. I don't know either of those, but I'm sure they're very good. Wow, interesting. They're very good. You got to trust me on this. That's just, that's easy money. I like it. Div Patel. I do like the diversity uh, the, the the diversity card there. Uh, Mark, what you got? Obscure bet of the week? So my obscure bet of the week, uh, I haven't haven't quite found odds on this one yet. But uh, going across the pond. Those, oh, yeah. We're going to football. We're going to football. We're going to prop bets. Um, we're talking Tottenham Hotspur. We're talking star striker, Deli Ali. Dude, that guy's awesome. 
This guy is awesome. This guy is on fire. We're talking about... So here's the background. Today, uh, Tottenham played number one team in the league, uh, Chelsea. Chelsea coming in on 13 straight wins. Um, 2-0 to zero, Tottenham. Wow. Both goals off the head of Deli Ali. This is the third game in a row he has scored two goals. Um, so I don't know. Like I said, I, I haven't found odds on this yet. Still tracking it down. Uh, but I'm going to take the over uh, on 1.5 goals for Deli Ali in their next game. You might be able to buy points on that one. I might be able to buy points on that one. Uh, they are taking on there at Aston Villa, uh, lowly Aston Villa, uh, on the line for the relegation. relegation. Uh, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Delhi. He's gonna he's gonna su- cement his name as one of the top five strikers in the Premier League, and uh, the uh, suitors are gonna come calling for Tottenham to uh, to sell him this summer. So I like it, Delhi Ali. Impressive, impressive, impressive. Um, all right, boys. With that, we uh, we got a full slate of playoff games this weekend. Woohoo! And then uh, we've got a national championship to look forward to on Monday. Um, and we'll be back. I, I think we'll be back once more, at least, to talk uh, some hopefully exciting NFL playoff games. Does, does this does this national championship game still start at, like, 11 p.m.? Like, I seem to remember last last year having to stay up very late, I well past that. my bedtime. It will, it'll go for four hours because ESPN just put a thousand commercials in it. So, yeah. like, make coffee. It'll be late. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Take a nap after work. It'll be late. I'll get that back to it. Focus up. There you go. Um, but all right, boys, with that, we out. Later, guys.